Welcome to Probably Science. I'm Matt Kirshen. Uh, sat across from me is Andy Wood. Hello. Uh, missing empty chair still is Brooks Whelan. Oh, Brooks. Come on back, Brooks. Come on back. But, but he, he will be back with us soon. But um, I think we just get straight into this. This is, uh, for those of you who haven't listened before, this is our weekly look at the news in science with a couple of ill-informed science enthusiasts and comedians. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, both of us and Brooks as well have vague, like, but have backgrounds in science. I say vague, like legitimate. Like I've got yeah, a ma- college degrees in scientific fields. Yeah, yeah and then remember none of it. Yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, we still like it. We still go through it, and we get our comedian friends on. And today, um, we're completing our trio of Austin Stories participants. <laughs> we we've had Chip Pope, we've had Hal Kramer, mm-hmm. and now we're joined by Laura House. Hello. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Do you still have? Uh, do you get a lot of Austin stories related fan stuff even these days or is it, it... trickles in? Yeah. Is it devoted? I, a lot is a strong word <laughs> for, for the amount that I get. But it, it was, it was a landmark. Sh- wasn't it? It was MTV's first scripted it was show. Their first fully scripted right? sitcom. Yeah. You guys yeah. paved the way for some great, great TV. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> that's how we like to think of it. Cause we were canceled and then Sifl and Ollie came on. I don't know if you remember oh, yeah, the, that was the sock puppets. Liam Lynch, right? Mm hmm. Um, no, I actually feel like that show would have done better now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, within the past five years, I feel like it, w- it would have done better. Oh, yeah, I don't mean to say of... it's ahead of its time, but <laughs> I think that's precisely what I just said. <laughs> I mean, heavy hitters, all three of you guys have gone on to do amazing comedy work and write some great stuff. So, yeah, I think oh, it was... Oh, thanks. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. If anybody hasn't, um, any of our listeners don't know Austin's stories, I don't think you guys have official... DVDs out, but didn't Chip there's, start selling some that he sort of put together? Yeah, there's himself? unofficial DVDs, and then there's also the YouTube. Well, I was yeah, say YouTube's where I've seen it because I was it wasn't shown in the UK, and I like I saw it after working with you. And I, uh-huh. I remember we did we <laughs> did Sunnyvale together. Me? Yeah, when you were like, I didn't know more about this girl. She's just there's uh. something about her. <laughs> oh, good, there she is, going tubing in an old video. <laughs> and you can see Chip wearing spoon T-shirts back in what is it '97? Oh like, yeah, that was, was important on to him. Early. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. He was like, I need to make this statement. <laughs> it was, great he's fans. like, look, I I've got them. influence now. I'm doing it. Helping out friends. People need yeah. to know that my character endorses. Yeah. <laughs> no, it really was. I think he used it. So now you are, um, uh, well, I, I'm, I'm not even sure. I guess I should have asked this off air, but do you <laughs> do much stand up? How homeless am I? You got me worried for a second. Like, what are you about to ask? <laughs> How personal are we oh, going on this? Um... Do I, I don't, I write more, more, I've been writing on shows for a while and I perform, I'm performing more and more. What I really like are the storytelling shows. Yeah. I do uh, Anna David's True Tales of Love and Lust at the Mint pretty often and uh, I host Monday right before Tiger Lily. There's a story experiment that uh, that. I'm co-hosting now with Melinda Hill. Yeah. Um... I like those guys. Yeah, I'm doing Tiger Lily this Monday. I might come down earlier then. Oh, well, nice. That's uh, I, I really blanked on how to respond to that. Oh, for listeners that don't know where <laughs> that's like, you're about. I look forward. I don't know. And then I was like, I sounded too excited. And then I was like, I don't know how to get out of this. Yeah, anyway, I that's what just happened. I'm gonna I'm shake excited. it off. I'm gonna yeah, shake yeah. it off. But yes, I saw that you were playing there. That would be good. Sometimes I hang out after as well. Wow. We'll meet in the middle. 
And for listeners that haven't been to that show, it's a show every Monday at uh, Hollywood Bar and Grill. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think and it's called Hollywood Studio Bar and Grill. Which is Sunset, Gower Gulch. In Sunset Gower. Gower. Yeah. Next to the Rite Aid. Gower Gulch is a... Uh, yeah, Gower just, Gulch sounds like a place and it's a strip mall. I mean, you see it like that. To a yeah, it sounds like some sort of like lawless yeah. canyon. Gower Gulch. Well, that is their theme. It is old-timey Western. Yeah. It's a strip and like mall baths, with, 15 cents. There's a sign yeah. for that. In baths, fact, it's just, yeah. Cents. All it is is the area between Denny's and the Rite Aid <laughs> on the corner of Sunset and Gower. But there are no with laws. A, but it is Western theme. There yeah, are no laws. The like parking lot is crazy. It's, um, it's like a Trader Joe's parking lot. It's insanity. <laughs> Just a little pocket of diplomatic immunity for Westerners. It's a, <laughs> it's the old West between Denny's and Rite Aid. It's ridiculous. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, you focus mostly on writing, and you've written for uh, what are some other shows you've written? Samantha for? Who and the George Lopez Show and Blue Collar TV and Mad Love on CBS. And then I sold some shows. I sold a show to ABC with. Um, Barry Sonnenfeld was going to direct wow. it, and then um, I just sold a show to FX with Katie Segal producing, and uh, I did a show on Nickelodeon. Making shit happen. Um, yeah. You know what? <laughs> I feel like... I like that. I feel like I'm making shit almost happen. <laughs> I feel like when you... But in Hollywood, you, you get paid for making shit almost no, happen, No, absolutely. I'm making yeah. rent happen, for sure, yeah, but it's yeah. like... It's, you know, when it's like... You sell it, but they don't make the pilot. Then you sell it, they make the pilot, but the pilot doesn't go. I'm like, all right, number three, yeah. <laughs> let's get on the air. I'm still so new to this world that I don't know how many things I shouldn't be excited about that I get excited about. Oh, but that's probably stay good. excited, stay yeah, excited. Yeah. No, don't don't quell that before. It'll happen in time. It'll happen in time, <laughs> I know. But anytime <laughs> no, something... No, it's all exciting. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I think you always have to think of like your eight-year-old self. Because oh. I think like the, the selves that we've evolved into... We've normalized this. Like, um, I went in the Valley. We're both in the Valley. You run into Valley celebrities, like Tempest mm-hmm. Bledsoe. <laughs> and, like, you're having breakfast. Like, I'm having breakfast, and yeah, the Tempest Bledsoe walks in. Yeah. And it's like, as a my age self, I, you know, I just continue eating breakfast. I, what am I going to do? But little Laura is like, oh, my God, the I Cosby love What are yeah. you doing? Wait, is that, is oh, that, that R- Rudy, okay. or is that... Um, um, no, she was the middle um, one. Yes, I'm, so, I'm losing. Oh, I'm sorry, Tempest. <laughs> she was like Tempest. the mean I'm one. She sorry. was like the uh, the Miranda of the Cosby Girls. Yeah. <laughs> she was a, the little, the kind of little stern. Theo, Rudy, Sandra. <laughs> uh, I would literally get to remember everyone. It'll Tempest. come to us. It'll it will. Come to it will. No, I see Valley celebrities a lot. I mean, I see Mr. Belding from Saved by the mm. Bell a lot. Uh, Dennis Haskins goes to a lot of the same bars I go to. Well. <laughs> Awesome. That has been a lot of name dropping for one episode. Yeah, I know. Well, actually, I like when it's a low level name, it doesn't feel weird. Yeah. Well, actually, yesterday I had like a pretty, I mean, you don't get much bigger than this. Well, you do, but um, I was on Doug Benson's podcast. Uh, and it I was... can't believe you dropped Doug Benson. That is crazy. <laughs> but it was the final. What's, what's final he like round. as a person? How dare you? Oh, you my guys. God. I. It was the final round of his, he plays a trivia game at the end of his podcast, and if you do well in that, you can make it in future rounds. So this was the finals of the uh, Tournament of Championships, as he calls it. Okay. Um, so I was sitting next to John Hamm for an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. And that's that's pretty exciting, that's but I have to act like it's not a big deal, yeah. so that I'm not, but I'm like, this is a big deal. It's this a big is deal. awesome. Yeah, you yeah. have to act... Like somehow it's normal. Yeah, it's a bizarre thing you have to do. Somehow this is normal. Or even like the the most that it's sunk in the eight year old self thing just really sunk in this week on on uh, the show I work on that Karen Kilgariff works on also mm-hmm. on uh, Love You Mean It with Whitney Cummings. I was watching the taping and she's interviewing Kevin Nealon 
and it just sunk in that if my nine-year-old self who like, would sneak downstairs on Saturday nights to watch Aww. him on SNL realized that my job that I go to every day would be at a place where Kevin Nealon is, and I thought the biggest star in the world, but to that moment no, of realizing like SNL, well, sometimes it SNL is those little ones that, that just catch you like yeah the, like that was so I say little ones he's me. still quite a notable oh, name but it, it needs a normal size but person. sometimes like yeah. that catches you more than say Bruce Willis or something like, right. oh my god it's the guy who I, I used to watch as a kid because yeah, I think yeah. there was nothing bigger than Saturday Night Live to me at that age and that to thought that later on I'd be paid to be at a place that he would be that yeah so yeah, you got you got to take those little victories yeah you got to take it's also what moved you here. Yeah, you exactly. know, like I want to be part of what, whatever those it's, people are doing. It's fun. It's I want to eat where they eat. Yeah, <laughs> Hugo's. Hugo, is this Hugo's. 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 Really? You will always. I saw Pink. I saw uh, Martin Short. I saw um, Stephen Root with oh, Wayne Steven Knight, Ro- and oh my my, my friend was visiting from across <laughs> the country, and like I'm from a little town in Texas, so like, you know, I have you know, really enjoyed a lot of mid to low level success in this town. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like, but people where I'm from are, are like surprised I even talked to them. <laughs> like some, like one of my best friends from school said that at Christmas, we met for a drink and, so and at the end of That's it, he was so like, oh, I just think of you as like, you've done all this stuff. I didn't even know what you talked to. Me. I was like, mm. you're one of my oldest friends. So we spent two years poking mud I, with a stick and I've, giggling. Like, <laughs> yeah. Since I've known you since six, great I don't, I don't really see why i why throw that I away s- because i wrote for rosie o'donnell for three months yeah. <laughs> anyway it just doesn't make sense logically but another yeah. friend came and visited and we went to hugo's and i'm really good friends like actual friends with mo gaffney so i was and my friend went to see celebrities so i was like you know mo will you come to lunch so my friend's already excited about mo gaffney and then we get to hugo's Wayne Knight opened the door for her. Oh my God. And then he joined Steven Root at a table. And then they both came over and said hi to Mo Gafty. And my friend, like, we had to, like, pour her back into the car. Like, ah. She's like, woozy. Is this happening every like, day? Just another day in Studio City. That is, that is such an interesting pair. Like, that's, those are two people that, that should be friends, but I'm totally surprised they're friends. Oh, really? Yeah, like, they they're, seem. They're. They're the character actors who would probably be in for the same parts. Mm-hmm. And, Up to a certain point yeah. until you really made a distinction. Yeah. No, I'm not saying I would confuse them. I'm saying I would bet that they would be auditioning for some of the same No, that's what they, I mean, too, yeah. is like they probably were up for a ton of the same parts until like they became very distinctly their own right, thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. probably don't have to audition a lot anymore. Yeah. Stephen Root's been in so many great things. He's so great. He's so funny. They're both great. So yeah. it's fun, you guys. Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood. Story. See, I, so, see, I never recognize anyone anyway. Like, I'm so bad at, like, I can't it's that enjoy. Guy. No, no, I don't even know. Like, I don't even get to the. It's oh, that okay. guy. I just right. go, oh, that's a guy. Like, a guy just walked past me who was quite tall and wearing a nice shirt. But and then must... someone has to go, like, oh, that's. But you that was Obama. In, in yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't recognize it. That's racist. <laughs> They all, they, all, they all kind of do look the same. Pre- presidents, presidents, <laughs> presidents. They all presidents. Do. They're all they green. They all and, and line drawings. Yeah. Crazy wigs. Um, but is it different in England? I mean, you're from a, a another land. Yeah. So we do have like so you know we own like is it just because they're Americans and you're like well, I don't care about your dumb like shows? that. Like there was one I remember in when I first got to the U.S. like like five years ago. So I was doing. I went to some party in New York. There was like a sort of comedy industry party, and apparently the 
I was chatting to half the cast of SNL, but mm, I hadn't uh, seen SNL at that oh, point. Yeah. You know, I've seen like it wasn't ever shown in the UK. I'd seen clips. I knew what the show was. I'd seen yeah. obviously bits and segments and that st- can work in your favor. It kind of can in a way, but also I mean, like sometimes I just got no idea of someone's status. Or go, oh, and and I I lose out on being excited about someone. And also right. I'm just bad. <laughs> or, or you're a nice person. You're not weird and weirding right. them out because you, you don't you become know best friends yeah. with yeah, them yeah. until what? you until you get to the point where you're like, so uh, what do you what do you do? You uh, <laughs> <do> you <have laughs> yeah. well, I bet you'd be good at comedy. You yeah. turn it around. You know, you should give it a try. They're like, what? I'm Horatio <laughs> Sands. Yeah. Uh, I did that with. Uh, I was at a festival. And uh, a guy came up to me and he was like, it was the Aspen Comedy Festival years ago. And he was like, oh, that was so funny. You're so great. So I was like, oh, thanks. That's so nice. And I did what I always do. It's like, oh, I'm Laura. Like, let's say I'll go first. Yeah. You tell me who you are. And then he looked at me and he was Tracy, I'm Tracy Morgan. I'm on Saturday Night Live. And I was like, oh, you totally, of course, you've got a hat on. I don't know. It's altitude. And then I just just fell over dead. But even if you knew who he was, it's still a reasonable thing for you to do. It, I, I know, but it was just, he was he obviously, like, he knew what tell. was happening and yeah, was like, how yeah. dare you? And I did it to, back in the day, also Jamie Foxx. Oh. So it's just mostly black guys. Yeah. It's, so I'm racist. projecting on Matt a little bit. It's really there, going on. Like. No, that's just what happened. <laughs> they were on the shows. I didn't know. He was there to see. I was. I took tickets at a comedy club, and he was there to see somebody. But, like, I asked a really normal question. It was a different situation because he was like, yeah, I'm here to see and whoever it was. And I was like, oh, can I get your name? And, like, he was mad one year on In Living Color. He was mad. He was like, I'm Jamie Foxx on In Living Color. And I was like. I, re- I really wasn't trying to challenge you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really, but I still enjoy Django Unchained because I'm evolved. Yeah, you know what I mean. I let it go. <laughs> I let it go, and I enjoy Django Unchained. I I, I did too, but I just uh, that that pl- I think I talked about this in the last episode, but um, so unnecessary that plan for getting Hildy. So convoluted, so needlessly. See, I, I still haven't seen the film, and uh, oh, that's outrageous. And we've yes. got into trouble with spoilers before, so I'm going to yeah. have to stop you on this. Oh, no, no, that's no, no, outrageous. It's, not a spoiler. it's just it's it's the same thing. I mean, it's kind of like in Pulp Fiction when um, the scene when they bring in the wolf, Harvey Keitel. Like, yeah. oh, some shit's going to go down. This guy's some kind of brilliant expert. They bring in these kind of situations because he gets shit done. He's going to have some amazing. And it was basically like. Clean the car really well. <laughs> no, like really well. Put down some towels after put, you've cleaned it. Put stuff in a Done. trash bag. Yeah. But he said it with such authority. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, ah, think, the wolf. That's really but true. But that's Tarantino's thing. You're going to need some loves. Lysol spray yeah. cleaner, antibacterial. But, but isn't that like a joke in itself? Isn't that intentional? Like, you know, the, like an extra gag like this guy. I don't think I, it was. I, I was talking to someone about that. They were making that argument. I'm like, no, I really think that that was supposed to be just a badass moment, but there just wasn't a really badass plan it wasn't, to justify the... Yeah, it wasn't the, played for a laugh. No, I don't think so. <laughs> for yeah. sure. Just I gonna, felt the same way about that plan. Like Everything was so super serious. And I mean, the movie's awesome to watch. It's still great. But like, I get caught up in those kind of things, and then it just sort of takes me out, because I'm like, this didn't need to happen. Interesting. My but, favorite thing about your critique of... <laughs> that's like... Of all the critiques of Django Unchained, no this is just in a to- no one has no that. One has that a to- You're like, oh, I didn't notice the N word. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Slavery. I don't know. I didn't really have an opinion about how it was portrayed. Honestly, You're like, I found the, the pl- this I bit found, of the movie far fetched. I found some plot holes. <laughs> this is my. This is why. This is why we do this podcast. This is how my brain works. This is the analytical person that I am. It's like a plot hole like that will mean so much more than they wouldn't all be throwing those words around. Yeah, I don't know why. That's the only thing that stuck out. Everything else, and even the N-word stuff, uh, 
didn't even like register with me that much. Oh like, maybe boy. It's because we've all said one racist thing. <laughs> Or even wait, wait, or does this mean I'm I'm beyond like I'm so I, like I don't see color. I also don't hear that word. Uh, it's like, that's no, how yeah. I am. I, maybe you hear maybe. it so much oh, that okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't think anyone is. took mm. it as oh he doesn't no. hear that word. It maybe hears it a lot. I'm so not racist. I don't even hear that. <laughs> racial. I don't that's like the white person any, that tries to tell color. black people like why do you guys still talk about racism? It's like it's not a big deal anymore. It's like uh, yeah, yeah, to you. It's not I'm so non-racist. I don't even see discrimination. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, never I'm discrimination me. blind. Yeah. I love that stuff. I so. don't even interfere and try to help when I do see it. That's how much <laughs> I don't see it. That's how past it we are. That's you guys. how past it I am. Yeah. I'm going to allow it to keep going. <laughs> That's how much I don't see it. <laughs> what? So You're Laura, just a terrible person. <laughs> Laura, we always ask our guests this: what What is your background in science? Uh, it doesn't matter if there isn't any, or did you do it at My. college or? background in science is that I have an English degree from the University of Texas, where they don't even speak English. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't have much of a science background, although I have an interest, um, I think I have sort of like a regular person interest in um, physics, uh, quantum physics. Like oh. once I took a a little class in um, college that was, uh, when they said on a very, very small level, electrons will disappear right. and then just reappear somewhere else and everything is made of electrons. I was like, what? <laughs> how how yeah. are we talking about anything else? It doesn't make any <laughs> what? sense. What? I feel this is really important. And yeah. then they're just like, anyway, on and on. Because you thought it was like just an important piece of scientific knowledge or you thought there's a genuine risk that someone should be doing something about this well to some degree a risk but also that like these when, can't be trusted where are they well when, yeah. why when, is no one working to stop our electrons from disappearing <laughs> exactly what's we the government a, doing about a this? campaign i mean we had the death star thing like can we do something about disappearing electrons no it just seemed like you know the day you're told well there's actually no solid matter everything is made up of Waves and waves move really quickly, yeah, but and it also, looks but our solid. particles as well. Yeah, it's very like then. Then it's kind of like we're we're what like so that interests me. Yeah, yeah there's some really odd stuff. Like when you when you get to quantum physics and you're like, like they start talking about everything having a probability rather than a certainty. Right. So it could it's possible that if you're leaning against a wall, all of you could suddenly just go straight through that wall and be stood on the other side. But the probability of it is so infinitesimally small that it's negligible. It, yeah. yeah, there's a negligible chance of it happening if you had like tw- like millions of times the life of the universe. Maybe yeah. you just have no magic in your heart. <laughs> what? That's a. <laughs> is that the Texas class in you as well? Yeah, yeah. I, then I just start shooting. Bang bang. <laughs> Did you grow up around guns? Did you? Way. Oh, absolutely. Of course. My dad's a hunter. Can Not you, for can a you fire a weapon uh, with any kind of accuracy? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm not great. I'm pretty good. Well, riflery, handguns, what, what kind of stuff? <laughs> well, um... <laughs> like, you've had to Are, a quick do I need an alibi? Do I need an alibi for something? This is getting a little... Uh, I grew up with... Uh, we have a safe of guns okay. in the house. Maybe that's a weird thing to call it when it's full of guns. A, a safe? safe Who's with me? What? A safe? That's crazy. Um... But so yes, I'm from uh, a family of responsible gun owners. My dad, like, uh, that was his. He liked to hunt 
deer in that season uh-huh. or turkey or he liked to go fishing not with guns he used other things for that. <laughs> and um some people do some people do like just fish shoot. gun hunt in a barrel they put him in a yeah. barrel is that yeah. what you're you no, take that I expression think... literally <laughs> is that dynamite fishing as well where they just sort of <laughs> they just do that. Chuck, yeah they yeah, just chuck yeah. an explosive into the into we... the water and then just all the fish float up to the top and they just scoop them off i think yeah. dynamite wouldn't work as well because the water would come out but you can shock a lake you can shock a lake, and then the, all the fish are kind of stunned, and they float to the top. And you could you could Scoop nut them if you wanted. <laughs> oh, they're not even dead; they're just stunned temporarily. Yeah, like oh. you just shock. A, I don't know what you put in there. Something that looks something like a cattle prod or something. I literally yeah. just made that up. But whatever it no, looks, I've, I think I've whatever that. it looks like. But you can shock a lake. Like my yeah. my brother owns. Uh, <laughs> 327 acre ranch uh-huh. for hunting like part of it's for hunting and then part of it like there there was cattle and there's a big wheat field i don't know see wheat- that's ridiculous from where i come from that would be like that would be a city like yeah, just like if you if you started from your house and went 327 acres in any like direction yeah. you'd be you'd be stuck in someone else's town by that point yeah there's um yeah, there's a lot of space in Texas. I don't know if you heard it's very big. I, they never mentioned it. <laughs> no. no one from Texas would ever. It doesn't come up a lot, but Texas is very big. Um, and, and you shouldn't mess with it. Yeah, you're encouraged to not mess with yeah. it. Really? Um, but yeah, is that he, a thing? Because I was I was about to mess with Texas. No, no, no. I don't. Uh, adv- yeah. I advise you not to mess with it, sir. Not stand a good down. Idea. <laughs> I just turned into some whole other person. Um, but yeah, he has like oil wells and very, very Texan and. Um, so yeah, I grew up. I didn't go hunting with them, mm-hmm. but like my dad, like, like he he just sent this to me. He like he makes his own sausage. He makes like venison oh, wow. sausage, and by makes his own, I mean he shoots the deer, he processes it. I won't go into those details. Uh, and then he <laughs> a lot of mix, paperwork, mixes like a lot of it filing, together. Yeah, of, yeah. <laughs> he he uh, built built the smokehouse, yeah. puts the sausage. It like it does the whole thing. So, wow. and he I grew up going to like chili competitions and. <laughs> Yeah, pretty. Did you ever enter one of them? Have you ever he made did. your own chili? I mean, I was I was a child. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, as an adult, you're not a chili aficionado. You haven't started making your own chili. I a couple of weeks ago, I made my own chili, really? and I was like, I'm very good at this. <laughs> like, it just is in me. Like, it's just yeah. in like I don't have an accent, and that's by choice. And I don't really. I never even growing up, I was like, I didn't get it. Like being little in Texas, yeah. I was like, I don't. Just the I Texas don't get pride what's going on here. Or chili in general. Yeah, just the Texas thing. Yeah. Just the, you were like, just like, I'm going to, at some point, I'm going to move out west and I, hang out with a middle Cosby girl. I, I did, <laughs> yes, I did. That appealed to me so much more. But yeah, in the middle, we still can't think of her name. I still haven't But yeah, it. I was, if we were taking phone calls, there'd be like a hundred. Well, this her name is so obvious. Did you watch? Um, but the, uh, yeah, I, when I was, I did, like, I looked at teachers and was like, you have a car, you could leave. What are you doing here? Like, I, yeah, I didn't get it. But now I find it charming. Vanessa. Vanessa, look at you. That's nice. I had to nice. look it up. You went to the magic I'm box sorry. that tells us everything we need to know. Vanessa, how did I miss? She was always pissed off about something, Vanessa. Wasn't she? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. She was the Miranda of the yeah. Cosby girls. Yeah. She was she was like the start, like, it's all dour. It was kind yeah. of a bad mood. She was the heavy. Yeah, she was the heavy. And then Rudy could just spout some one-liner or something. <laughs> I really can't distinguish between Rudy and the Olsen twins on Full House. All I can think of is, you got it, dude. But I don't think Rudy ever said that. You got- wow. <laughs> that was a Full House quote. Yeah. Wow. Wow, you are racist. That's Yeah. <laughs> this is getting very Texan. This show yeah. is getting very Texan. But yes, I grew up with guns. You guys in England, guns? 
They're not so big. They terrify. Like they really, so they, they properly scare me. Guns properly. Oh yeah, it's they're scary. We had like pellet guns and BB guns. Like we would go. Oh, we had yeah, we had stuff like that and cap guns and water pistols. Yeah. But like, <laughs> oh, that's not. <laughs> and we could do this with our fingers. I'm pointing. I'm pointing Actually, one finger. No, out I never even up. realized that was a thing until I came to America. Really? That you can make your finger look like a gun and just. <laughs> I can't tell we, used to have a, we used to just have a clenched fist and shout bang. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even know how to make a gun. That's sad in a way and beautiful. Yeah, we still had swords. We just like have like a straight arm. <laughs> you actually we just fashion our fingers into a baton. <laughs> the lesson I learned about guns early on, we would only use them at, uh, I think I might have told you about this place we used to vacation in Canada that was our own island. And I've yeah, told you, you about showed, it. You showed us pictures. Oh, it, wow. sounds, it sounds really crazy and and you know, high living, but it was pretty not that. It was this three acre rock. It had no um, indoor plumbing, no telephone. There was electricity, but everything else was pretty, you know, outhouses and stuff. Um, <laughs> but that's how your parents phrased it to you. It's our own island. Well, it what we like, own... Why are we going to this rock with no bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, it's, it's, an, it's island. an island. It's an island. It's still an yeah. island. Yeah. Like my, my grandparents bought it back in the 60s for, wow. I think, like $2,500. Uh-huh. They bought their own island and built... Uh, two houses on it so we'd go up there in the summers and every day there were on the two houses one of the two would host happy hour uh, would host cocktail hour and there was like a a martini glass flag that they would fly at whichever the houses was hosting cocktail hour that day everybody would gather at that house and drink on the porch and that was the only hour of the day we were allowed to fire the guns oh wow only when the adults are drinking when the adults are drinking from the kids (laughs) that's the least safe thing I've ever heard yeah and we would fire (laughs) on the porch where everyone's drinking down at the dock Uh, the coffee can we put on the dock about 100 200 feet away and also, we would fire at animals, but only mink. Oh, all right. So, so you could make a coat there, or there was some, some there were mink on this island. That's the other thing. Is up in Canada, mink are vermin. They were pests, and we would have the fish we caught that day on the stringer at the dock. And if you weren't careful, mink would come and eat the fish off the stringer. So if oh, they if, must be quite vicious, mink, aren't they? I, they're like raccoons. Uh, yeah, they're not. Uh, you think of them as sympathy deserving because of the whole you know fur thing, but th- they're not great animals. And uh, so whenever we'd be firing at the coffee cans, if we happen to see a mink going for the fish, we'd shoot at the mink. Also, well, this is just with like a pellet gun, though. So even if you'd hit it, it wouldn't break through the skin, right? Because that's some it's quality more... fur. That's why they. <laughs> you know, that's why they make the. <laughs> So just annoy them and get them away from the fish. Was there a bit of class envy between in your heart, like you shooting the mink? Like, look at that snob <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> on yeah. this on the way to the opera, probably. <laughs> We're just having caviar, With your fancy caviar fights, just like flicking fancy. in each other's eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Booze Island. Yeah, that place. I do miss it. They they sold it a couple of years ago because it was just too much upkeep. But um, it's such a bizarre thing to have been able to do that we got to vacation. On our own island, yeah. And you had to grow up and learn not everyone has that. I like, did, there must have been a day in school where you're like, you know how in the summer you go to your island and people are like, <laughs> I don't... But it was also... I don't, what are you talking about? No, like your island where you go and your parents drink and you shoot at mink <laughs> and then they're like, I don't, I don't think... <laughs> Stop talking to us. But it's also the place, it was like the least <laughs> relaxing vacation because there's so much work required in any trip. Like if you're up there for a week... Oh, At yeah, least yeah. three of the days are spent repainting the house, rebuilding the deck, sanding, uh, cleaning out spider web. I mean, the stuff that would accumulate over a winter there, mm. just animals that shouldn't exist, just spiders the size of... It, it's horrifying. Snakes. I love the snakes part. We would catch a lot of snakes, but um, yeah, it wasn't at all some kind of resort-ish thing. If I'm, I'm also trying to make sure the listeners don't think that I'm 
Yeah. Too fancy. Yeah, it was not a fancy island. I'll show you guys pictures later. Okay. Uh, just for the record, uh, Andy's the only one amongst us who's currently wearing a white tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> and he and won't tails. let us use his butler <laughs> either. This <laughs> casual tuxedo. To and be fair, it's his, it is it's his, his nighttime house tuxedo. <laughs> but it's still got like the, the prospector flap in the back, so I can still wear it to the outhouse. It's and a forever to... lazy with the tuxedo <laughs> imprint on it. Tuxedo Snuggie. Wait, Are they it... making that? That'd be good. What is a forever lazy? Is that like a Snuggie variant? It's a Snuggie, but it's it's got like a zipper in the front. Oh, so you're completely um, encased in And a Snuggie is just, I don't really know the difference. So that's just but a I know robe. We, what? It's just a robe. Yeah, it's a robe, but like a zip, like it's a, you're a fully embraced. It's very similar. They must have just one slight difference to oh. call it something else. Or it's just the same people. I think I know what it is, but it's full body, like footy pajamas. Full like a, body, like yeah. A, a sleeping bag you walk around in. Yes, that's, yes, yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> I um, that now. <clears throat> I bought my dad a camouflage Snuggie last year and i was hoping it would be his same his favorite present ever Didn't i haven't it. seen it oh <laughs> his pre- presents to him just go like where that thing i like you just can't mention it anymore it's but, like a long lost relative don't don't bring that up but at a certain it's age just it's heartbreaking <laughs> if your parents like a cousin who went to prison it's just not there anymore all right until my boyfriend bought him a, a bottle of bourbon turns out perfect gift that's a good, <laughs> like that's a gift, that gift got used misplaced yeah yeah Live and learn. So, should we quick fire science quiz? Do it. Lightning round science quiz. All right. Uh, No No. right answers. No wrong answers. Just whatever your first thing comes to your head. So, favorite scientist? Just for me? Yeah, just for you. So, I'm really. So, everybody (laughs) just says Einstein because that's all you can think of. That's fine. That works. Least favorite scientist. Um, (laughs) It's lightning round. um, This guy guy from college, um, Jay Boisseau. Not really. (laughs) He's actually a good friend of mine. But I was like. (laughs) Who's my least? I like someone. Uh, f- f- the guy who invented the a- atom bomb. That's that was perfectly a bad good. one. A it lot was, of people involved in that one. Some of them. Yeah, but there was a others. main guy played by Oppen- Paul Newman, and Is it Oppenheimer it or not? That sounds right. What movie was that that Paul Newman played Oppenheimer? It was was it Fat Man and Little because mm-hmm. that's what they called the bombs. I'm googling. Paul Newman Oppenheimer because I want to see this because Paul Newman you guys right I, the sad the salad guy the sad, yeah, yeah. oh boy you come into sad. my country <laughs> he took and you just you just tear that, down our idols took that salad money and parlayed it into a pretty successful acting career actually. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere um favorite constellation does everyone say Orion mostly because Prince has a song about it Everyone says Orion, and for that exact reason. <laughs> I'm so upset right now. I can't even give a great answer. No, I think, I think that's... I don't know There's if that's the first Orion way. The Big Dipper, way, because cause it looks like something you'd ladle cheese out of a bowl with. That's a good answer. It's All right. One. Does oh, everyone I'm, say that? It's usually one of the... It's variants of those. We get, we get, we've got Big Dipper a couple of times, Ursa but Major, not for is, the cheese reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's no one specifically no one thinks it is a ladle and what could go in it. I no mean, soups or chili, right? A lot of, a lot of things. There's any number of things. And we, is there? I bet there's got to be a Texas constellation. That shape can fit anywhere. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure someone's found a Texas. <laughs> con- yeah. How could just you not no one will sign off on it? Claimed it as your own. yeah. No one else really respects that it is. <laughs> sure, we'll call it the Texas constellation. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. They're like, don't, don't you I'm see suddenly. it? That's why I think there's like constellations are so weird at the planetarium because they 
be and now I'm like so self-conscious now that no, everybody no, no, no. says this too <laughs> but there's like four or five stars and they're like look it's Leo it's the lion and then they imprint the picture and it's like a, a very elaborate picture and I was like well I don't I don't see that yeah. I can barely see the dipper if it was like a connect the dots and someone managed to get that animal out of those dots yeah it that was a child would be sent to a special they class. Are very bad drawers back yeah. in those days. <laughs> drawers, but it was I it was a lot of I feel like because it was pre-internet, pre-TV, pre-radio. You're just looking at the sky. They must have just seen stuff that like I yeah. literally don't have the brain capacity to see. But it just seems like you could you could even take those shapes as they are and find something that's more intuitive. Because the first person to point up there and try to convince someone else that shape is up there, that must have been a long conversation. <laughs> You know, a bear, which looks just like those four dots. You know, <laughs> you know like a bear. Pointing. He's pointing You've seen a bear. over there. Well, yeah. well not really. I, I, I hadn't heard of that movie. I looked it up, and yeah, it's called Fat Man and Little Boy. I want to see this now. Paul Newman plays uh, General Leslie Groves, who oversaw construction of the Pentagon, and then he picks um, Oppenheimer to head the team for the Manhattan Project. I, I can't tell you how relieved I am that I've contributed one something to this conversation. <laughs> it looks pretty good. I'm so, because I was like, that may not even be a movie with Paul Newman. I don't really know. I you knew your stuff. I think it is. No, it totally is. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. Favorite Australian animal, which by the way, we forgot to ask our actual Australian. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Wow. All right. So the dingo, obviously. Any, any particular reason? The same reason everyone says, because it was in that movie with Meryl Streep and it ate ate her baby. Yeah, I, I there's kangaroos, even... but like with there's wallabies, kangaroos, you got your koalas. koalas. We learned about a new um, one with uh, with Dan Telfer, the tiger koala, which is a pretty awesome animal I hadn't oh, heard of before. That sounds fun. Australia's just got all the coolest. And animals. then there's all those surfers. There's a lot of cute, yep. cute guys. There are. Do you go they would that? really be yeah, definitely favorite. that's definitely a species They're, that's exclusive to Australia. Yeah. Good looking, good looking, blonde. a certain breed of man. Yeah, in Australia. Do you like the rugged good looks of a Russell Crowe or a Guy Pierce? Do you go for any no, of that? No, I don't find either of those gentlemen no. good looking. What about the? What about, or do they have rugged good looks? I don't know. Did they ever have good looks? I mean, said? do they have? I mean, Russell Crowe doesn't isn't like a good looking man to me. He's, I thought he was considered by women to be. And uh, he probably is. He seems like a tough guy. I mean, he seems like a guy like. Yeah, you'd feel safe with unless he turned his ire on you. I, but, thought, um, I thought he was smoldering. I thought he had a I guess, smoldering. No, he's not. That's not the kind of face no? I like. No. Oh, okay. But I also can't find people attractive unless they're funny. Generally. Oh, okay. And he does not he have that. Pretty humorless. <laughs> also, I followed him on Twitter for a while. I think for, it was work related, but it was like. He only up uh, his Twitter just uh, whatever his workouts. His Twitter is just oh, like really? just like what he bench pressed and how far he ran and oh how, like God. he has to let you know like how much he worked out that day. That's a quality I was dude. like that's out, that's outrageous. Wow, that's got to give hope to the struggling actors uh, in LA whose Twitter feeds are also exactly that. <laughs> but keep at this oh, long this enough. This is how you do it. Yeah, like he like he has the Twitter feed of an unsuccessful actor. Yeah, no, he he very much did. It was so boring and just you know, I was like, I get it, you're fit, I guess. Um, I just looked up LA Confidential because that was the first time I was aware of Russell Crowe and Guy Pierce, and uh, they both looked pretty good back in '97. They're handsome dudes. I don't get his face. No, and Guy Pierce, I don't. He's too, very too fe- angular. feminine and angular. Angular. Wait, those don't go together. Somehow, in his case, they do. He's soft and feminine know. and angular and busty. <laughs> what? He's all those things. That is good He's acting. This beautiful, tall, short. Um, um, 
So, Laura, favorite experiment that you were a part of at school? Um, we didn't do a lot of... Well, I can tell you when I... Oh, well, we dissected a frog, which is pretty interesting. I was actually... This is so bizarre. I was picked... I was always in gifted education, not that I've said anything that would make you suspect that. Then again, I'm from a small town in Texas, so like, of what we had, I was near the top. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> my mom phrased it to me that way. <laughs> Just to keep your ego in check. That's I nice asked her yeah. later, I go, did I have like a particularly high IQ? Because I, I now have an endorsement in gifted education. From I was a teacher, and I got this thing. Anyway, she, I was like, did I have a high IQ? She goes, well, no. I mean... It's okay, but you know you were just kind of the best of what they had. So then, and I'm like, oh. I was like, oh, and I like, like I retroactively had to like dismiss some self esteem. Like I had to like retroactively go jettison oh, that. I, you know what? I felt kind of good. You know what? Fifteen years of like feeling kind of good about things. I had to like go. Well, I'll just let that go. But haven't they shown? There have been studies, I believe, that show that it doesn't even matter if putting kids in those classes makes them perform better like the sort of selection bias or self-fulfilling prophecy the kind of thing like you will make any kid which is sort of like so. against yeah. having teacher them, probably gives them extra well for yeah. one there's seven people in a class and across the hall there's 42 kids jammed yeah. in social yeah. studies class where we're like you know self-directing our own projects and drawing <laughs> on our folders to express ourselves as we study greek mythology or you know or whatever yeah. like yeah i i there's think classical that, music playing throughout <laughs> <laughs> we can name it ah we're better and then you're like you're looking at them they're sweating and it's awful and you just know that you're better and <laughs> you're like so tattered you're, clothes yeah you're just gonna do better Lee Miserable over there, and then you're <laughs> yeah. all like grease. You're just on the you're what? on the lawn, surrounded like, on the veranda, while yeah, someone just so, like Sophocles is and fed. It's incredible. Yeah, it's um. But we had a. I was sent in that to like some little gifted day of study or whatever, and I chose science. Like you could have creative writing or whatever. Mm. I chose science because um. There's a guy I liked, and he chose science. It's <laughs> <This is> terrible. <laughs> and, uh, and so we went and like dissected a live frog, which was fascinating because the insides were... I wish I knew big words and could so sound vi- smart So you right vivisected now. it. You actually but, cut it out while it was still alive. Yeah, yeah. They, we did that. and then um, But they're actual brightly colored organs inside, as opposed to like the school formaldehyde in the jar, everything's turned kind of gray. Yeah, yeah. This was actually like, you know, you saw the heart beating and you saw like, that was very fascinating. I mean, I'm, it's sad now, I guess. I don't think it was much fun for the frog, but they also... Is that frog still alive? <laughs> it's probably doing? fine. For him? Yeah. It's probably... I still have... What if I was like, yeah. I take him everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Just take him out. That um, frog went on to become the yeah. Secretary of State. <laughs> He's the WB frog. He sings and dances. But that was like... But they, they folded his head over and they... I mean, can believe it or not, but, you know, they're like, well, if you stick the pen here, this is their pain center and Ooh. they're not going to they at least tell you that he's not going to feel it and yeah. it was very calm so <laughs> it's there's that you're but, saying so that, that was hitting kind of, the it was pain a live front it took out the pain center so then yeah it was basically oh, okay. saying like we're we're this is the pain center in the brain and we're doing this and it's gonna the frog doesn't feel it and it's paralyzed and yeah. it's, you know like it does sound awful really like <laughs> i Listen, just saw zero I saw dark e- 30 I so everything e- just and- sounds like torture <laughs> 
Yeah, is that true that that's part of the reason that uh, Catherine Bigelow got snubbed, snubbed for the director nomination is because of people's objections to the torture scenes or something? I, I don't know. I, I love that. that you asked me with some of with yeah, some you authority. Know. You're in the business. Well, You're in Hollywood. I'm surprised you're even Catherine, talking to us. Catherine actually. told me. I, I, <laughs> she told me that she was told. Uh, I don't it's know. The I mean, I, it's the ladies club. It's the ladies Hollywood club. It right? wasn't. Um, I, that's a weird movie. It wasn't film like. Do you know what I mean? Like Argo was a movie. The, it like didn't follow Argo, the arc. Yeah, yeah Argo was Argo like a was story, very... and it was a it was a movie. You know, obviously it was a political story, but it was a film. You know, there was yeah. cinematic, filmic, and they things. arranged events coincidentally to make for the best dramatic effect. Whether or not that was the actual timing of all of them, yeah, so there's that perfect. And this was a, a retroactive, made up documentary ish. Thing. Like it didn't strike me as a film as as it was more of like um like a very high grade educational film or something like right. that but not like a like a Hollywood movie yeah like yeah. a really I can't, excellent reenactment I can't point to when like the the beats would have fallen in what of script what a screenplay is supposed to follow you well, know there in- was no I guess character you were getting to my mean kind of you know jessica chastain obviously like we're following her but even her you were just following her job there was no like (laughs) i swear i'm i mean it didn't have a love story you guys it really (laughs) needed a (laughs) even argo had that couple all in there but i it had no you weren't invested in anything other than i try then like that you were american and this was meant to be important to you right or something like that and so i it just struck me i we really just saw it yesterday but it's like it just struck me as like there was so much awfulness about what was being shown and in a way that was good because it wasn't like oh look america everything they do is great it was definitely like what they were doing i believe you were meant to question right and i don't think in any way it was saying torture is awesome i think it was saying like look how horrible this is that things yeah. had to go through but there was also stuff left on screen that was like so disturbing that i i was like oh, to me that's the real story is like why any of this is happening that yeah. way. i mean with like you know, with the shooting and no, it was how hard, these things happen. Yeah, it was hard for me to not think about the context of everything as it's happening and the years and what the public sentiment would have been in those years. Because in 2003, it was still a minority opinion to be against going into Iraq. Like, to me, it seemed like a no-brainer. We shouldn't have been doing that right away. But um, was or or minority, like in the like, UK, it was a majority opinion, I think. To, to go in or to not, not to? go in. It's, it's going like to Iraq. It was, yeah. Iraq didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, it was incredibly unpopular. Like a, a million, like, some, like a ridiculous number of people marched against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was. I, mean, I, I took part in. There was a like a, a coordinated thing where everyone would be given a certain time to call um, senators, congressmen, the White House, call all the open lines, so that all day long someone's calling every second to make their voices because at a certain point I mean protests mm. in the street like what can you there's literally right. nothing you can do to be heard anymore as a person um, but yeah everyone was answered that I knew but somehow the public at large wasn't right. and there was still time when to to speak ill of Bush on stage would, would get you booed like I remember Pat Oswald talking about that happening in like 2003 I'm like wow there was a time people still thought that was a person who was competent but final anyway. final <laughs> <laughs> Final question of the quick, super oh, quick fire round. Yeah, I'm so lightning I, round. What is really a, veered everyone off. What is the biggest explosion you've been a part of? This is part of the science quiz. This is it so is. sexual. <laughs> um, does everyone make it sexy? I'm really so Nobody self-conscious does. that I don't give anyone 
because last Thursday, <laughs> Eric came home and it was like, what? Um, uh, biggest explosion. Have I been part of an explosion? It's okay to say no. I'm blank. I can only think of like a car crash, which is not the same thing. I think most people's answers come from an adolescent period that probably doesn't involve a lot of experimenting with incendiaries for women. Like, I don't think that... Oh, uh, oh well, my brother, that jogged the... My brother liked... Um, you know, we had a house of guns, and so we had also a gunpowder, because mm-hmm. my, my father would make his own bullets uh-huh. sometimes. <laughs> There's what a machine, you and you put the shell and the gunpowder, and you do a thing, and anyway. Artisan, it, it artisan all, bullets. Artisanal yeah. bullets, but it seems... It all seems so normal at the time, because it was normal. Yeah. And now... I'm always like, I guess a lot of people, their parents don't like dry, dry venison jerky in the backyard on a rack. Is that <laughs> just, just what we did? They, they go to islands and they dry their own yeah, jerky. Yeah, we, like, we, we had just yeah. super weird childhoods. Um, but the, uh, he liked to, he would take one of my dad's beer cans and like put gunpowder in it and then spread the gunpowder and then light yeah, it. Yeah. And then that was kind of an explosion. That's awesome. A full can of gunpowder must have been a I don't know big... that it'd be a full oh, okay. can he probably like that... he probably half it that's legitimate that that was a fast uh, 15 minute lightning round <laughs> sorry <laughs> our fault not yours um, I guess at this point 46 minutes into the podcast I am so sorry no 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 this is how we always do it this is the great thing about <laughs> I've ruined everything what about science probably is. that this might be the longest we've gone before getting into a story though but we did get into some science. we did get into some other stories as well there was some science there was some science. Anyway, Matt, do you have <laughs> do you have a story for us? Um, yeah. Well, there's a, let's uh, let's go for this story. There's um, it's thought like I mean, people don't really understand dark matter properly. I like no one really still quite knows how much there is or where it's distributed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's thought uh, it's thought by so- some physicists right now that the Earth is constantly crashing through walls of it. Uh, so it's like it's it's in space floating because we're moving in space. Mm-hmm. We're constantly going through it, um, but hmm. can't detect it. It's um, this is invisible dark matter. And it interacts with ordinary matter mainly through gravity. It's generally thought it's made of weakly interacting massive particles or wimps. Um, <laughs> That's just rude. It is rude. Scientists, this, oh, uh, jokers. But they've been searching. Jokers, they've been guys. searching for them for years and unsuccessfully. Uh, they, you know, there's a high five on that one. Wimps, right? Yeah. What up, everybody? Get that one on ah, mic. I'm gonna print that. I'm gonna print it. <laughs> that's my scientist impression. Yeah, what? they're all like Wimps. that. What? And then they, just, they all just go out in their low rise. <laughs> yeah, they're raising the roof, but they don't really know how. Whatever. Um, but they're trying to work out how to detect it because it's it's very difficult to detect, but you can. Uh, but the trouble is, there's too much noise because it. Um, uh, magnetometers, uh, which detect measure magnetic fields, could detect these walls of uh, dark matter, but get affected by everything on Earth. It's same, you know, similar to the way we can't see half the stars that we'd be able to see probably where you grew up, because mm-hmm. there's light pollution. Like it's right. the same thing. There's just okay. too many, too much electromagnetic pollution around. Um, so they're they're working ways of pes- possibly building these five big detectors in different places around the Earth where they can average stuff out. As far as I can tell, uh, to try, uh, there seems to be some move uh, towards 
trying to detect this stuff. It's it's very conf- I don't understand. Like I know we have actual physicists who listen to our podcast. If anyone can briefly explain what the actual deal with dark matter is, because I I still don't get exactly what it is. Well, actually, I was just. Uh as I mentioned before, I'm reading Bill Bryson's short history of nearly everything right now. And so they, good. They just, I read it. Oh, you read that? Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the the initial theorizing that it existed was because there didn't seem to be enough mass in the universe to explain why it's all being held together, sort of. So, like, right. there must have been, they had to account for gravitational pulls that weren't attributed just to matter we can see. So then someone's theorized there would be something that exerts some sort of gravitational pull that's not visible, which was then defined as dark matter, I guess. But I don't really understand beyond that how you can hope to ever detect it. Well, here's, I've just found where they're starting to build them. They've built, they've built one in Poland and one in California uh, and that apparently sensitive enough for this scheme to work and they need another three spread throughout the world. Um, and if they find these... So they- let's do a Kickstarter. Let's do <laughs> dark matter Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, but I got my band that I'm trying to get an album. More. We need three more, you guys. First of the all, one dark, in California is very sensitive. Dark Matter Kickstarter what? is a great band name. Dark so, Matt, you should change your band's name to that yeah. and then start a Kickstarter for it's that gonna band. It's going to go, right? You split the funds. Do you think there might be a problem that my band, Dark Matter Kickstarter, will get confused with the Dark Matter Kickstarter? No, I feel like all the money goes to you and you can split it between the Dark Matter Kickstarter and your band. Right. Is it possible <laughs> you guys could pull some kind of Yahoo serious thing where by playing guitar hard enough, <laughs> you would do something scientific? Is that or Bill and Ted style? Is uh, it's? I mean, it's 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 been. I mean, it's been shown to work in film. Yeah, it must must work. But there must be. I'm going to Google it now. There must be a band called Dark Matter. There's no way there isn't a death metal band called Dark Matter. Oh, I think. Well, I don't think it'll be death metal. It'll be sort of nerd rock. Yeah. Or. Yep. Facebook.com/slash/darkmatter/the-band. What kind of music are they? They sing about the chemical uh, elements. Who are their influences? Well, the first thing they say is, we have changed our name to The Violet Res. Oh. Go to violetresolution.com. Oh, oh they're going to be Because they didn't it. have those uh, dark matter detectors. No one yeah. could find them. What? Hey. <laughs> um, they call their PR department. <laughs> this is a dark matter detector. That's, the only thing I know about dark matter is that the uh, I heard that theory and that it was... That like uh, similar to black holes, where they were like black holes were a theory, and then they found them. Mm-hmm. So that it was one of those ways to explain things that there. But I'd never heard that we could be moving through space through dark matter. But we don't know because we don't really. We can't detect it. It, it says here like really it's so it hard to detect that even um, someone like a, a student near the experiment dropping their iPhone would be enough to screw that measurement. As far as oh. that, the, the yeah, as noise like, of exactly other background radiation. So it's just it's it's so, really hard. But if you have these five really sensitive detectors, then I guess you can average average out that noise because the Earth will be going through this block of matter at the same roughly the same time. Okay, hmm. cool. Keep us updated I, on that. Let I us like, know. If the, I like Richard Feynman. Also, oh, he's great. I try to yeah. listen to his lectures. I'm just saying I blanked when you asked me the question. Oh, no, no. No, that's, I have several books of physicists. That's a good scientist. Well, that's, I'm just and saying. That's, I think is that our first Richard Feynman answer? It might be. I have yeah, several yeah. books. I just, uh, I really am bad with details. I told you. <laughs> and I read books like, uh, I, this is faux science, but I read like the holographic universe. But like I'll read books or Bill Bryson and I'll be yeah. like, this is, this is why I have an English degree. Because English, you can like start with something and then just go off and just make it up. Right, and then that's your job. 
and science, I'll like, I will read it and it'll blow my mind. I'll be like, that is incredible. Like the Bill Bryson, when he talked about um, the planets, if you actually, you know, you see how the, like a picture of how the planets are depicted. Like in a textbook, they'll have them all. far away from each other. But if it were really that, you know, the moon would be a P three miles away from right. the, or whatever. And yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, wow. No memory. It's like all new. <laughs> Yeah, all but, new to me all the time. So sad. Yeah, all that stuff. I mean, it's only useful kind of to get the point across really big. Is yeah, the lesson there. It's like it doesn't large. matter that you don't get the exact scale right, but it's like, yeah, if Jupiter was a baseball, Pluto <laughs> would be a grain of sand five miles away or right. three thousand feet away. Either way, yeah, a crazy. long ways away. So yeah. But um, okay, I've got a story here that. Uh, may or may not be of use to anybody listening. I don't know if any oh. of you guys are pregnant who listen to this podcast, but um, getting a flu shot I'm during pregnancy... I'm pretty sure, by the way, um, this podcast has made a lot of others oh, pregnant. Yeah. Oh. If anybody's ever had sex while listening to this podcast, uh, don't. Please don't do that. That's got to be somebody's deal. You think so? <laughs> and they're having sex right now, going oh. like, I've been found out. Oh my God, if somebody is having sex right now, if that's we it, just I, ruined because now they can't. Now not they're be like self kind of like are they talking yeah. about no, they, us? I don't know. They ruined it? they ruined it by having a podcast on. <laughs> but now we're talking directly <laughs> at you, you people having sex right now. You're we are doing talking great. about You're you. Doing you great. find your Keep sex life it. as exciting as a long drive. <laughs> 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 Need to be spiked, enhanced in some way by podcast listening. Also, if you are the man in the pair right now that we just interrupted, and the woman is now dressing and walking out of the room. Uh, email us. Let us know about that. We apologize. So she was up for sex during your podcast, but, not but mentioning it, once we pointed, that, that upset her. That we're talking directly to them right now. Like I'm picturing them right now and what yes. happened. And he started laughing and she was like, <laughs> she wasn't on board to begin with. Like she went along with it, but she wasn't happy. But now that we've made the podcast about what they're doing. Like what if she was the one who laughed? Nope, what if, nope, what if, nope, nope. What if it's two ladies? Guys or... <laughs> if it was two guys, they're probably still going at it. But, uh, <laughs> Guy and a girl. The girl, her, her, her she's pulling on the second arm of her, uh, of her jacket right now, and grabbing her keys. So um, now she's a jacket wearing woman as well. You are making a lot of assumptions right. here. Another jacket. She's getting on her motorcycle. <laughs> she's revving it right now. He's I, still then I just pictured her. the cast of The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> nice. What? Uh, I just kind of pictured the the scene. Uh, what do you call a part of a song? Um, just Billy Joel's moving out when the <laughs> motorcycle revs. <laughs> But it's her scooter. It's her little Vespa. Mm. Okay, anyway. So if, you, if any of you guys are pregnant, um, just know that uh, apparently the flu shot during pregnancy is in fact safe, but having the flu is not safe. So uh, don't be afraid of the flu. Getting the flu appears to nearly double a pregnant woman's risk of having a miscarriage or stillbirth. Ah. Um, data from Norway during the 2009 and 10 global flu pandemic show. But getting vaccinated... Was show? No, the, the data shows that uh, there was a, really grim. It, it only lasted That's a season. A, Norway has the worst yeah. programming. <laughs> it's just, it was like primetime network They're like, TV. it's the national flu show. It's like, yes. They just like everything Scandinavian TV. Oh, they yeah. just go, is there any way to make it bleaker? I lived in Norway for hour. a year That's and that it. is just shocking. Yeah. That's primetime Disney. Um, <laughs> but getting vaccinated during pregnancy greatly reduces one's flu risk. Um, according to research reported in the January 10th New England Journal of Medicine. The study also finds that getting a flu shot during pregnancy uh, in and of itself is safe because uh, anecdotal reports had suggested the flu vaccine during gestation might have bad effects in the fetus, but this study is showing that's not actually true. Um, 
They so scanned. This is, it's another basically fear about vaccine is bull, is unfounded story, which I think I don't think we can really have enough of them. Like they just people are so terrified of vaccines. It's vaccines crazy. are nearly always like very well tested, very safe. They occasionally have side effects, but the side effects are so much rarer less and less severe than, not, than, than the effects of actually getting the disease. Yeah, right. That's it's such an interesting perspective because I feel like I like my impression of the world is that people love medicine and love vaccines and not that they're afraid of it i think but that people like to me people run to the doctor for anything i think certain medicines they do but i think vaccines have just be, have been demonized by huh. a few bad people and a few idiots and a few gullible journalists yeah this simply comes people, up on every podcast really <laughs> because vaccines uh, well, well he sounds like he's got a real thing know, about it but i think it i think part of the reason why people fear vaccines he loves vaccines well part of the reason why people fear vaccines is is that is the way in which they work you know they because it gives you a little of the disease it, yeah or often doesn't actually like a lot of the vaccines that now come about are like using denatured versions of the viruses mm-hmm. or or similar similar shaped things to the to the viruses but um but not the actual vo- virus themselves it's not like you know the, uh the original like the original vaccine was cowpox uh-huh is where the name comes from. Vodka. Uh and they just, you know, was it Jenner? Was that it? Edmund Jenner was what it was the guy was the doctor who discovered that oh, cow I don't, I don't Yeah, that's how, I think that's how it happened. Vaccine. He realized that cow maids uh like milkmaids didn't tend to get smallpox. Oh. And he started thinking why is that? And then sort What of, was he doing with his time? I don't know, just He's looking just, at a lot of milk I'm ma- a doctor and I'm just watching cows. Fancied milkmaids. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he realized, well, they, what they do get is cowpox, uh, which mm. is unpleasant, but no, but not fatal. And smallpox is obviously very, very fatal. Uh, and he, I think he took like a scraping from like of the pus from like, this is not something you do nowadays, but it's like a scraping of the pus from an infected from a cowpox pox uh, and injected <laughs> into into some people and they didn't get smallpox and that's that's the first vaccination so but there's but there's still that thing that people fear like why is the doctor giving me putting a disease in my body right like when so, when like the net there are better ways if i just take the right vitamins right, some or, uh, emergency yes yeah, and some airborne a teacher made it do okay. you know what airborne is? Oh, is that that's the? <laughs> oh yeah, that's such a crock. But I still busy, use it. I, I still, use it too. We, oh, it's a nonsense. We load up when we yeah. get on an airplane. That is just like a disease shack to me. But like, I just think that like airborne when they're like a teacher made it. Like I was a teacher. I get it. Like you do get sick all the time from September yeah. to like Christmas. You're sick all the time because you're everyone's coughed sick. on by a hundred yeah, kids. Yeah, everybody's sick. Their papers are sick. It's disgusting. Yeah. but. <laughs> I just think a teacher made it. Like that's your selling point. Yeah. The person who gets sick a lot developed it. Therefore, they are an expert yeah. on <laughs> medicine. It's like right? the uh, the sit up system that they um that they advertise sometimes on late night TV is designed by a former Navy SEAL. Oh, <laughs> or like, yeah. Or like uh, you know pens that's... pens or bedding developed by astronauts yeah. or NASA. Or oh yeah. yeah. Does NASA, NASA actually pens. do rockets anymore, or do they just? Keep making pens and mattresses. By the way, I looked up uh, the history of the smallpox vaccine, and yeah, and ice cream. Edward Jenner. It was Edward. I I, I guessed Edmund. I got it wrong. Very close. So Edward Jenner. (laughs) um, uh, He's um, uh, Bruce's uncle. 
uh, demonstrated the effectiveness of cowpox to protect humans from smallpox in 1796. Is um, he really? Is there a relation? No. Not, so he, not. he leads directly to the Kardashians? <laughs> yeah. We could thank the Kardashians for eradicating smallpox <laughs> in the late 18th That's century. outrageous. Um, Although they are actually a reason why now certain people in the Arab world <laughs> wish to have reinserted into Western <laughs> They've created the... lots of reasons for more vaccines. I'm not quickly finding the uh, timeline of events that led him to figure this out, um, at least not on Wikipedia. But I'm going to go with your story. It a lot of cow good. looking. A lot of cow looking. An idea, yeah. just like the apple on the head. It comes from the simplest places, you guys. Oh, no, here it is. Uh, noting the common observation that milkmaids were gen- generally immune to smallpox, Jenner postulated that the pus and the blisters that milkmaids received from cowpox uh, protected them from smallpox. There we go. He goes, you know, the, you know what people need more? Pus and blisters. And, and I'm the man to give it to him. On May 14th, 1796, he tested this hypothesis by inoculating James Phipps, a boy eight years old. He was the son of his gardener with pus that he scraped from the cowpox blisters on the hands of Sarah oh, Nelms, boy. a milkmaid who had caught cowpox from a cow called Blossom. I don't know why that's germane to the story. I love it. Uh, whose hide now hangs on the wall of the St. George's Medical School Library. What an honor for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lucky you know blossom. she's got to she's bragging about that still. But that is, how heaven. But I love like I mean, where's your hide hanging? Oh nowhere. <laughs> that was a, that was a great piece of early science and a great like a, a great observation. But the idea like can you imagine now like the, just the the ethics like, like of just going <laughs> well I, it's a gardener's son yeah. <laughs> You, you boy. Listen, we don't want him to get sick, do we? And the, but, and the dad's just stood there knowing that he can't say anything because they need for a fire to possibly kill I was so... actually struck by something else, which was that was 1896. And, 1796. Oh, 1796. And then now in 2013, even though it's been going on for years, across town, well, and even in this town, but across town in Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. we're still getting cow stuff injected into us like botox oh, like is, now it's like is that where that comes from botulism. botox is cow is it cow i, I know it's based bot this is the botulism uh i thought that came from like spoiled mushrooms or something or <laughs> canned broccoli yeah but what is botulism from what is bo- oh is it, it is botulism, botulism which is a poison i guess my point is we love like once we i feel like maybe he got the ball rolling of like let's just inject weird just stuff in, anytime diseasey stuff into yes, us for yeah. our own benefit and we're still doing it like i don't know i get a little thinking wrinkle between my i, I just want to yeah. maybe if some poison could fix some that maybe i'll just my face. put that in my face and then i'll look young forever okay anytime uh anytime anyone i know gets any kind of bus blisters i will still rub them on me <laughs> you never Just, know what it's helping you, really you, know. you have your vitamins you i have my pus blisters and i have not like before flights i do it uh-huh you can't be too sick well you're on long flights too yeah so. i get i get long flights so i really need a lot of pus do you, you just so walk we have up any... and down the aisles and like if you see, get... like you see a kid with acne and you're like score yeah if you can find a teacher this with pussy blisters oh man oh, teacher man. pus That's is me, actually the, the most immune it came from a teacher is a little star-shaped <laughs> Graphic in the corner of the box of pus the, that like you would the, buy. Yeah, the yellowy. It's yeah. in like a little visini squirt drip bottle. Um, I'm looking at the botulism toxin, and it's uh, it's not cow. I'm trying to find if it is from. What a was specific... cow collagen? There was was it collagen stuff that we were injecting into? There might, but this is something that it's a bacterium that produces the toxin. Um, let's see. Often caused poisoning by growing in improperly handled or prepared meat products. Um, oh, that's you're looking at botulism. Yeah, 
Which is Botox. Is, but yeah, we do. That's I what mean, Botox we, is, botulism. It's a little bit of botulism. It's a is paralytic. There a, is there paralyzes. a salmonella um, ver- version <laughs> you can get if they're like, people do are that. you off beef? Are you, or like, are you, off, oh, yeah, are you I mean, on the fish? Are you off the... Yeah, I don't know what the vegan option is, but any of food is... <laughs> is there a vegan... <laughs> like a poorly e. aging vegan? Yes, spoiled like, tempeh. Is, the, is this some nasty celery that was fermented in some way? <laughs> um, here, here's another... Here's a tech story for us. Um, and this is one of these ones where the idea is interesting and sound, but the reason they give for them is like, that's not what it's actually, actually going to be used for. Um, these are people at the at the University of Reno in Nevada, which makes it all the more like this is not what it's used for. Um, <laughs> and they've they've redesigned the steering wheel uh, with a with a vibrating alert uh, when you're veering off track, which they claim is to help impaired um, drivers uh, who've had uh, undipped headlight or suddenly been hit by the glare from the sun, which has caused them to veer off track. And has nothing to do whatsoever with drivers who might be hammered oh, or, right, right, or right. texting. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but um, it, you it, know, the sun, the ding, sun. wink. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's a good idea. What they, what they do is these vibrations. It's tuned to two hundred seventy-five hertz, which apparently is the frequency that our skin is most sensitive to. Make a note, and uh, <laughs> and the cues, the cues are directional. So what happens is, if you, as if you veer, if you veer off to the left. Uh, the left-hand side of the steering wheel will vibrate to make you pull that. Yeah, so, oh, so you wow. go oh, and then you 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 steer back to the just like a little nudge to, to get you back into onto the path. But how are they like if you had a friend, your friend would do that by punching your arm. Yeah, exactly. It's a shocking little friend. But how would it distinguish that from just the road that has a slight curve to it that you're following? Um, it uses car sensors like GPS and lane keeping cameras. Oh, so it maps it maps the road ahead and looks at the road markings. Excellent. And uh, and has the GPS stored of where the road where the road bends. So I, I'd imagine this system will not be ideal because I've got a GPS that sent me down one way streets the right. wrong way and but I mean and just w- suddenly you know sometimes when you're following a GPS on a on a freeway and then suddenly it just bounces you about like 20 yards to the left and suddenly you think it thinks you're driving through a cornfield oh right yes and then it bounces back again so i wonder whether if that happens then the wheel's just going to start shocking like crazy but i mean worse things could happen than to have a false positive on that kind of thing because if you're awake the shock isn't going to do anything to you so i I think it's great it sounds like a it seems like like a relatively sensible idea and one yeah i I, i'd imagine something will be happening fairly soon because they're actually quite quick at getting that kind of thing into cars now yeah yeah like Between that and cruise control driving, you just don't even don't really have to do it anymore. To. Well, they are getting like I mean, Google has patented a self-driving car right. that, that's gone on the roads. Really? Uh, yeah, I didn't know it had actually been. Yeah, it's it's been in California. It's now being legally deemed roadworthy, probably wow. because Google pays a lot of money to yeah, certain right. California politicians. They own the roads. Um. They, I mean, they really. Have you ever been to the Google campus? No. You come. Uh, oh, no, it was oh this, it's up by Sunnyvale. Yeah, right? the, it's up in those parts. It was the second time I played Sunnyvale. Yeah. I think oh, the, you went. Yeah, you went there the was campus? a guy in the audience who worked at Google. Oh, he took you on a tour. Yeah, and I, I mentioned oh, it on stage. I can't remember why I was just riffing, and I just mentioned something about Google being nearby, and after yeah. oh, and a couple of jokes, and he came up afterwards and went, "You know, I work there, and if you want to come and visit, and oh. it's pretty awesome. It's like a little, like it's a big theme park. Like it's, a, it's like a, it's like a college campus with." more money and right. <laughs> less attractive people <laughs> are they sometimes i don't know i feel like smart rich people are getting better and better looking that's probably true yeah and it's getting cooler <laughs> now to be quote-unquote nerdy and yeah, i bet it's 
I bet they I mean, we could, for we could still take them, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're better than them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, I think Google employs like a couple of bullies to stand on each corner oh, of the corridors to keep, nice. keep them in check. That's nerds! Yeah. <laughs> like wedges them and And they stuff. give them a push. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my bench, is to keep them. It's just to keep them motivated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you, you. Just to feel comfortable. Being in Austin, did you ever know anybody who worked for Trilogy Software? Uh, no, was, have not you ever heard of that trilogy? No, I don't think so. It was a weird, um, it was, origin I, computers. I knew some origin. people who worked there, and then Dell's a big one, obviously. Right, my brother th- works for Dell. There was a company called. Is that still uh, like the biggest employer in the area? Pretty much. I don't know. He's I. I don't actually. I don't know those numbers. My brother's in da- works for them out of Dallas. Oh, okay, because there was a company that was big when I graduated college called Trilogy, based in Austin, that was famous for. Um, Spending a ton of money on recruiting. This is still in the dot com days. Mm-hmm. So everybody, like, workers were in demand. Recent college grads were in demand, making more money than they should have been. So right. they would spend, on average, there was a big Rolling Stone article about their, their recruitment procedures. They would spend, on average, about like $10,000 per recruit on a weekend of oh. whining, and, whining and dining wow. them in Austin. And they would employ all these really hot women to. To, to, to dote on these nerds, uh. make them feel like hot shit, so they think when they come to work there... You can actually phrase it exactly like that. Dote on the nerds! Dote on the nerds! Make them feel like hot shit. Yeah. What a great movie. What a great scene for a movie. Somebody should make... Okay, I'm looking it up right now. Um, like how they recruit football players, but they're just like dorky right? guys. Okay, the trilogy was featured in an October 98. I was my senior year in college. Rolling Stone article, Wooing the Geeks. Trilogy is no- <laughs> notable for its uh, university program... Okay, there isn't an extensive write-up of this. But yeah, based in Austin. Um, I kind of want to go find that article now because, yeah, it was crazy what they would do. And I could have gone. I turned it down because I forgot what I had going on. But I you wish I had. You turned down your $10,000 weekend? Yeah, I think I had a swim meet. Oh, you had to go to your island. good <laughs> reason to. <laughs> but yeah, I wonder where they would have taken you in Austin. Like, well, Anyway. Um, Sounds like there was some free sex involved. Oh yeah, 10, 000, I mean Austin's not that expensive of a town. There were boat rides, I think. On uh, what's the lake you guys sure. have out there? <laughs> lake Austin. Lake makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely named. Absolutely well, named lake. There's a Lake Travis around there too. Oh, I think it was Lake Travis. Actually, mm-hmm. that sounds familiar. It's nice. Um, do we have time for one more, Matt? Real quick. Or I guess we... we do. This this uh, this this uh, light bar nanomaterial. That's quite an interesting story. Uh, it was in, uh, mentioned in New Scientist. That's what they make uh, iPods out of? Uh, yeah, exactly that. I, um, iPod nanos are the only thing that use this material. <laughs> um, but yeah, this nano-sized bar of glass encased in silver um, allows visible light to pass through it at near-infinite speeds. Uh, which, and it's a, um, it might have interesting effects uh, on optical computing. Um, so so this light is, goes faster than light? No, it doesn't go through... <laughs> it doesn't go through actually faster than light. It doesn't break the speed of light. But, uh, um, it, yeah, this is kind of confusing. Um, the refractive index, uh, in a vacuum, the refractive index is one. Um, and the speed of light can, you know, light goes at the speed of light in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. And then as you put it through any material, it slows it down. Okay. Uh, so in glass, for example, the speed of, speed of light is about, um, is around uh, 300 kilometers a second. Uh, and in glass, for example, it goes through at around two hundred kilometers, thousand kilometers per second. Mm-hmm. Um, so it slows it down. Second, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but what? this other kind of glass you're saying has the opposite effect than most glass. Uh, right? Yeah. So this this new material contains it says contains a nanoscale structure that guides light waves through the metal coated glass, and has a refractive index below 0.1 
which means light passes through at an almost infinite speed. Um, I don't know. I'm trying and to work. Yet it doesn't break any. Well, it says Einsteinian here rules. the speed of light has not technically been broken. The wave is moving quickly, but its group velocity is what it calls it, which is the speed of which inf- inf- information is traveling is near zero. Hmm. Uh, God, this is two stories that I don't fully understand. Um, I don't understand how something can have a refractive index of less than a vacuum, uh, right. but still have light not going through faster than the speed of light. Because that's what I understand it is refraction normally. The thing that makes refraction happening, you know, like um, light gets bent as it goes into glass, mm-hmm. like into a prism or whatever. Or if you look through your legs in a swimming pool, your legs look shorter because the light's been bent. Mm-hmm. And the thing that causes that is that the light slows down. And if it's hitting it at an angle, it's slow, like it the the lower side of the light beam hits the glass first so it slows it down more in that direction almost like if you know if you're driving along in a car and you put the brakes on you were able to put the brakes on one side of the car like brake the left wheel mm-hmm. you turn around to the left because suddenly you're going faster one way and that's what yeah. happens with light when it hits if it hits a glass block at an angle the, it's, it's going from one medium to another with a different refractive index, and so. and it, so it slows down one side of it more first, so it sort of bends it round to the to that direction. Yeah, and that's what bends it. So I don't understand exactly how this substance can be making it go faster. It's better but, than a vacuum. Uh, it's clearer than nothing. It's kind of like something being clearer than nothing. <laughs> Literally, is what it is, right? Yes. What's the some area of practical application? Uh. It may have effects. Um, c- it can transmit light very rapidly over short distances in optical uh, circuits. So, um, so in computing, um, rather than having a wire, rather than having a wire or a connection or a chip uh, to send a signal, like, to send a bit of information from like one bit to another. And computers faster. Yeah, exactly. because like it's, uh, like, it's sending information. Exactly. Faster. The qu- the faster, like there's only so fast that a signal can be sent through a, a wire mm-hmm. on a circuit board. Uh, light can be sent quicker, and this thing means it can be sent quicker still. Oh, um, I still don't totally understand it. So but that's it something AT and T wants to get a hold of. I would assume right? so. Bell Labs. That's I what happens, right? Yeah. Like science comes out, and then some company is like, "Oh, it's going to move us ahead." Or sometimes the opposite. It. Sometimes those companies have their own R and D departments that actually have science breakthroughs. Like that's that's how lots of scientific discoveries have come about is through private companies funding things yeah. right and then sometimes sense. they do the the really opposite thing where yeah, they yeah. just buy they just the competition it. and screw it and uh <laughs> right. and squash it, it. Yeah. pour cement down the drain stop progress from happening yeah what? let's just uh like let's buy up all the railroads and then just get rid of them so that our car business can be right good. oh yeah geez the la i would have loved to have seen la back when there was public transit that would have been fascinating because so, there, there weren't there, there were trolley cars that went out to the beach and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was nice. So yeah, if anyone can explain this story to us properly, we do have real scientists who listen to the show. Sometimes, please write in and explain oh, this one to us because we're, we're I'm confused. So doubly, yeah, two two things for the physicists to listen. We want to know about dark matter. Yeah, explain you, it some more to us. And, and we'll if you can explain you. to me what the hell this like, how this thing can be inf- transmitting information faster than light, yep. but still not baking the speed of information, which is the speed of light. And where can they send that information if they if they know it? I guess they could send it to probablyscience at gmail.com. That works for me. Or they could tweet us at probablyscience, or they can go to probablyscience.com uh, and, and comment there and, and find our other contact methods. Or they could even embed their answer to this question within a review in iTunes. If you want to send a positive review, that would be lovely. And Just give, saying. 
nice star ratings and helps people find out about us. Uh, as far as people finding out about you, Laura, where can people see you next? You're, you're doing a storytelling show every Monday at the Hollywood Studio Bar and Grill. Yeah, every Monday. That's at um, 6.30. And um, again, I'm blank. That's all I can think of right now. Um, I do shows here and there. Well, you're, you're, on, you're, on, you're on Twitter, right? People can follow you mm-hmm. on that. Yes, I'm Laura House on Twitter. And Excellent. So find Laura, follow her, go to her live things. Watch out for her her shows. Hopefully, being on the air very soon. Hopefully, we'll be on the air on FX. Is there a title for it yet, or can you not say? Right now, it's Life Blows with a Z. Life Blows. Yeah. I like it. Watch for Life Blues or whatever that becomes. Thanks. Right. Yeah, Life Blows. <laughs> yeah. So watch out for that. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Laura. Thanks, you guys. And thank Thanks you for, for listening. The, the yep. science update and insight. It was a pleasure. And we will uh, see all the rest of you next week. 